And we are glad uh, that you have joined us together this, as God has gathered us this morning uh, to, him, to hear from him and his word. Our text this morning comes from Mark chapter 1, verses 4 through 11. Will you please stand as we read from the gospel message, or the gospel text this morning? We read in Jesus' name. John appeared, baptizing in the wilderness and proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And all the country of Judea and all Jerusalem were going out to him and were being baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair and wore a leather belt around his waist and ate locusts and wild honey. And he preached, saying, After me comes he who is mightier than I, the strap of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And when he had came up out of the water, immediately he saw the heavens being torn open and the Spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my beloved Son, with you I am well pleased. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you for your word. We thank you for its truth. Now, Father, as we dig into our text this morning, Father, we pray that you would speak to our hearts that we might grow in wisdom and in knowledge of who you are and what you have done for us in your Son, Jesus Christ. It's in his name that we pray. Amen. Please be seated. Now, there's a game that my brother and I always love to play a couple days leading up to Christmas Day. We entitled it the pre-game shake. We would go to the Christmas tree and we would find gifts with our names on it. We would lift up the gift and we would start shaking it. And we did this with the hope of guessing what was inside. Yes, sometimes we were, we were pretty close and sometimes we were nowhere near the gift that we, we received. The problem was is that we really didn't know what we got until it was revealed. We might say that this was a realization through discovery. As you might know, this past week, we entered into a new season of the church called Epiphany. Well, what is Epiphany? It's the aha moment. You might say it was a time in which the light bulb went on. Or some might call it the wow moment. But when it comes to epiphany in the church, it is not a realization through discovery, but a realization through revelation. 
Instead of us unwrapping this gift that has been given to us by God, God unwraps the gift for us as he reveals to us his gift through his word. And this morning we do have this epiphany, we have this aha moment that the Jews experienced about Jesus. And they experienced this epiphany at his baptism. You know, before we get into the heart of the text, there is a question that we can ask. Did Jesus really need to be baptized? You know, we find in the first couple verses of our text that John is baptizing in the wilderness and proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. So was this a baptism that Jesus needed? No, it wasn't. Jesus was holy. He was without sin. But Jesus was baptized so that he could identify with his humanity. Jesus puts himself along sinners for whom John's sacrament was ordained. And his mediation that made baptism possible for sinners. In his baptism, Jesus also identifies with John. It was a confirmation of what John was talking about when he was saying that Jesus was the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. In his baptism, Jesus also identifies with the work that is to be done. As Jesus was going to the cross to die for the sins of the world. And so it is here at the baptism that Jesus is revealed as the Christ, the Messiah, the chosen one. And it, it was at this point, at his baptism, that Jesus enters into his office as the Christ. And yet, this gift was told many years before. There were times in which Messiah was talked about and yet had not arrived. The gift was not unwrapped. We see a prophecy of Jesus from the Old Testament prophets of long ago. Jesus was first mentioned in the book of Genesis chapter 3. God told the snake that he will put an enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head and you will strike his heel. God is already telling the world about Jesus' arrival and his death. And then God makes a promise to Abraham when God tells Abraham that he will be the father of many nations. And in the book of Isaiah, it tells us that for us, 
For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be on his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And then there's the promise of Jesus given to Joseph, where God tell, the angel sent from God tells Joseph that you will name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sin. But then we come to our text and we read about John, and he tells us about the presence of Jesus. Now John was clothed with, with camel's hair and wore a leather belt around his waist and ate locusts and wild honey. And he preached, saying, After me comes he who is mightier than I, the strap of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. Don't you find it kind of interesting of, of why John might say or might talk about sandals? Well, the sandal is the part of clothing that nobody wants to touch. We might say that the sandal is the, the dirtiest part of clothing that somebody can have. You know, it's not like they had roads or sidewalks like we have today. Everything that they walked on was full of sand or dirt. And a sandal was, was something that only a slave or a servant would clean. And what does John say? I'm not worthy even to clean one of those. And then he says, I baptize with water. But Jesus will baptize with the Spirit. Here John tells of Jesus, of the one who gives life. He talks about the work that is to come. In the time before the baptism, the gift remained wrapped and under the tree. But at the baptism, God unwraps the gift. And there was salvation in Jesus. And in this, we see all three persons of the Trinity at the baptism. We see that the Trinity is involved in this salvific process. The Father is the originer, or originator, the one who has put everything into motion. God is the one who sent Jesus into the world so that the world might be saved. And then we have Jesus, the Son, who is the one responsible for redemption. Jesus is the one who is going to be paying the price for all of our sin. It would be Jesus who would suffer and die so that people would be found right with God. And it is the Spirit 
who causes regeneration. He causes faith to happen. He causes people to believe. So it was through the baptism of Jesus that God announces to the world that Jesus is his son. Isn't that what God does for us? Isn't that what God does for us in our baptism? In our baptism, God announces to the church that we are his child. For it is a way in which God uses visible means to give to us his invisible grace. The book of Romans tells us that we were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death. In order that, just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in the newness of life. And so that we know that in baptism we are a child, what then are the benefits of being a child? Well, there's life. We are given life. We are given life with him down here, but then also into eternity. And then God also gives us spiritual blessings. He gives to us his mercy, his grace, his love, his peace. He also gives to us his protection, his provision, his leading. And this promise is just not for you, but it's for your children, as it tells us in Acts chapter 2. And for your whole household, which back in the the New Testament, there were many generations living under that same house. And so this promise of salvation is for generations to come. There was a man who was bankrupt. And the only things that he owned were the things on his back. He had mountains and mountains of debt. And without a job, he couldn't pay for them. Most nights, he would sleep on the park bench. When it got colder, he would sleep behind big buildings. He would eat people's scraps. One day, a man came up to him. He dusted him off. He gave him something to eat and a bed to sleep in. He ended up getting a job. And when he tried to pay off his debt, those he owed a debt to told him it was paid in full. The man had nothing, and yet was given everything. Isn't it the same way with us? 
Let's face it, man has a problem. We're all sinners. You, me, the guy next door. We've all messed up in our lives. None of us are perfect. And God is a just God. He doesn't let anybody skate by. The scales will never tip in our favor. No one is good enough to get to heaven. And even with God, the punishment always fits the crime. And we learn in the book of Romans that the wages of sin is death. But then there's Jesus. Jesus came into the world and died so that he would take the punishment upon himself. He took the punishment of death for us. Jesus came to save his people from their sin. And because of Jesus, we are able to have faith. And it's through the Holy Spirit who calls us and causes us to believe that what Jesus accomplished for us was enough. There isn't anything that we can do to add to what Jesus has already done. And the Holy Spirit also gives us the ability to live by faith. And as a result of believing and trusting in who Jesus is and what he has accomplished for us, we will have eternal life. We will be able to live with God now and forever. And so the question this morning is, do you have that gift? Do you believe in Jesus Christ and what he has given to you? The gift is for you. God has shown you his gift in Jesus Christ. You know, even in the midst of a pandemic, even through Facebook and the phone, the radio, and here in the sanctuary, God calls out to you. And he desires for you to be his child, that you would live with him now and forever. Amen. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you for the gift that you've given to us and revealed to us through your son, Jesus Christ. And Father, we pray that if there's somebody here or at home who's listening through Facebook or the phone, that has now believed as a result of hearing your gospel message that Jesus came and died for them. That you would speak to them, that you would encourage them in their faith 
and that they would reach out and tell somebody today the wonderful news that Jesus died for them. So, Father, we just pray that we will continue to live in the faith that you have given to us through your Son, Jesus Christ, as he came to die and to give us life. And, Father, help us to then share that good news with those in our community and in our world, that they also might hear the message and believe and receive the blessing of heaven, the blessing of being a relationship with Jesus Christ. Father, we praise you and thank you for this message of salvation, of Jesus coming and being our Savior. Father, we praise you and thank you for Jesus Christ. It's in his name that we pray. Amen.